So week 14 in the NFL season was one of the ones that you think that the Miami Dolphins should have won. And unfortunately, it just didn't go the way they planned. So anyway, welcome to episode 45 of Excuse the Miamians. And I have to say, Monday Night Football, the lights are on, primetime television, everybody's watching you. And for some reason, the Dolphins always play bad on primetime. And it's something that it's been happening, I think, since like last year or two years ago, where every single time we're in primetime, we usually play really, really bad. And the Dolphins, in a game that they should have won, a game that they had a 98% chance to win late in the fourth quarter, they let two touchdown drives just happen in a span of two minutes and the Dolphins end up losing to the Titans. I mean, it's one of those games that I just looked at it and I was like, oh, we got this in the bag. And then all of a sudden, everything goes downhill and they take an L. And after this, you're thinking that everybody in the AFC is happy that they lost. Because for one, the AFC East could have possibly been closed starting this week if we would have taken care of business and the Bills taken L. And then even the AFC, you know, just entire, the conference, they, they're pretty happy that the Dolphins lost because the Ravens are now in first. The Chiefs have a pretty simple schedule coming up. And then everybody else is like, hey, you know, we can be the second seed as well. The Dolphins do have a tight schedule to, you know, to slight margin of error that they can commit. And man, it's just the games that they got coming up are going to be super tough. And you're wondering how many games the Dolphins are going to end up winning. But anyway, let's go over the rest of this game, right? The Tennessee Titans visited the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins fall 9-4. and four. Tennessee is now 5-8. and eight. And the way it's going is... Let's start it off in the first quarter, right? Zach Sealer ends up getting a five-yard interception, and it was going to be like a, a pass from Will Levis. He ended up just doing a small pass to his running back, but you already know, Zach Sealer, he was there, got the pick, and he was able to get the, the seven points up on the board. And then late in the second quarter, you, you see Derrick Henry with a one-yard run. For some reason, they ran the Wildcat, and I have no idea why the Dolphins... Like, they, nobody knew what the hell was going to go on. But you already know that for sure Derrick Henry was going to run all the way into the touchdown. I mean, if that guy's loading up six yards back, he's just going to go in and blitz it straight to the touchdown. And, man, the Dolphins could not stop that. They end up going 7-7. And then as time expired, Nick Folk hits a 28-yard field goal. And Tennessee goes up 10-7 at the half. Third quarter comes around. Dolphins are able to march down on their first drive. Jason Sanders hits a 20-yard field goal. We tie the game 10-10. And then later on, at the end of the third quarter, Nick Folk hits a 23-yard uh, field goal, and they go up 13-10. And I was thinking to myself, it's one of these games where Miami is playing nitty-gritty, and I understand that there's a bunch of injuries. I'll get through talking about that after, you know, after all of this. But, man, it's just injuries just really killed us. Then we got Jason Sanders in the fourth quarter, hits a 31-yard field goal. We tie the game 13-13. Raheem Mostert, one hell of a season he's having. He ends up scoring a three-yard touchdown run. And then we get another Raheem Mostert five-yard touchdown run. Dolphins go up 27-13. Literally with 2.40 left, DeAndre Hopkins gets a three-yard pass from Will Levis. They go up 27-20. I mean, Dolphins are still up 27-21. They end up going for a two-point conversion, and they converted it. So that actually had the Dolphins on their you know, that we needed to get these first downs and they couldn't get it once the fourth quarter hit. And then you see Derrick Henry with 149 left. They ended up running and they get a touchdown 28 to 27 and the Dolphins could not do anything after that. 
The Titans got 403 total yards to the Dolphins, 366. The passing yards were 1320 by the Titans to the Dolphins, 208. Rushing yards, the Dolphins completely dominated it, 158 to 83. And just the way that the Dolphins, I mean, they even had more time of possession and everything. But some of the things that really did hurt us, fourth downs, we couldn't do anything. We were 0 for 1. Third downs, we only went 4 for 13. And then, I mean, I don't even have to say anything about the penalties. But man, let me just tell you that, you know, Tua got sacked five times. And I know what it is. It's obviously a lot of injuries to our O-line. But you have to think that we have to have another plan if these injuries, you know, do hurt us. So at the beginning of the first quarter, we saw Xavier Howard go down. And then he ends up still being able to play the game. But then we see Tyreek Hill go down. And that was probably the biggest hurdle. And the next one is probably the worst because it's going to, you know, it's going to be on for a long time. But we had Connor Williams, the center, go out. And he ends up, he's going to be out for the rest of the season. He has a torn ACL. And I'm just thinking, man, they're going to put Liam Eikenberg into this game in this in the first drive of the game. So he ends up hiking the ball, and it's just a fumble. And I just think, man, this is going to be a long, long game. Because you already know Liam Eikenberg, you know, he sort of damages the Dolphins sometimes when it comes to offense because he's just not that good in the O-line. I mean, he's had a pretty decent season, you know, not playing center, but we don't even have a backup center. So I think Dolphins need to go out and look for one automatically, like right now and urgently as well. But we can't get a back, you know, we need a backup center, a real one, because Liam Eikenberg is not going to be the solution. But once Connor Williams goes out, Literally, the team just went downhill. Tyreek ended up also getting tackled in a really, really bad way. I mean, it was you could sort of look. It was a horse collar tackle, and they didn't even count it. But Tyreek's knee literally goes bent back. And then he only played for, I mean, he, he played in small, you know, downs. I mean, he didn't play at least, I'll, I'll probably say he didn't play 15 more downs. He probably played like 10. And obviously, the team didn't need him. But, man, you can't just have him going out there getting injured. And it just sort of sucks that he got injured like that. So then, you know, the offense is going to struggle. Tua, I'm, I mean, he had a bad game as well, but I'm not going to even just the whole team played bad. But when you have constant pressure, like if you look at when Tua hikes the ball, the team literally had the, you know, the 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 D-line of the Titans right on Tua in two seconds. And you're just thinking this is collapsing. No Teron Armstead. You got no Robert Hunt. And now you don't have a Connor Williams. It's just like, man, you hope that these people get healthy. And it's not, not even to finish all of that. But then you have our backup safety. I can't I, I can't think of his name right now. But he also ends up getting going out of the game with an injury. And Javon Holland is also not playing because he's injured. So these injuries did hurt us in the long run. But what I would say that really hurt us was Mike McDaniel's play calling because there's been times that we're in the red zone and I don't know why they continue doing this, you know, hiking the ball. And if it's a one-on-one on the right side, you're throwing it to Tyree kill or you're throwing it to anybody instead of just running the ball. I mean, I, I love Mike McDaniel. I love what he's opened up for this, you know, for the, you know, the offense that he's opened up for this team. But sometimes you have to say that he needs to just go out there and run the ball. If we are three or five yards into the goal line, you just need to punch the ball in. It doesn't matter if it's Moster, A-Chan, or even, you know, Jeff Wilson Jr. You need somebody to just punch that ball in. You don't always have to go for a throw. And don't get me wrong. You know that you don't, you want Tyreek's stats to look nice or, you know, Tua's stats to look nice. But at the same time, you just need to punch the ball in. As I've said many times on this podcast, if we get to the playoffs... It does not matter if Tua throws three. Well, obviously, it does matter. But you don't care how we score. We just need to score 
It doesn't matter in which way. I don't need Tua throwing 15 touchdowns in a playoff game. I don't. It doesn't matter how many Tyreek has. As long as the team scores in the playoffs, we are good. So that sort of really hurt us. But down the stretch, Miami's up by 14 points. And I don't know why the defense and Vic Vangio did not scheme it better. But do you know what it is that there's four minutes left on the you know on the game? You're up by 14 points and you're letting Will Levis, the rookie, go out here and get chunk yardage. Come on, man. That just cannot happen. And I know that there was a couple, you know, there was an offensive pan- passing interference. And I just don't know how the you know the refs do not see that. But I you're it sort of sucks that you're gonna, you know, I, I'm not here to blame injuries or blame you know, officiating, but sometimes officials do end up taking uh, the, the game into their own hands. And there's just been a couple of plays. I mean, you see Xavier Howard jumping and nothing to take away from DeAndre Hopkins because he's one hell of a player, but that's a clear OPI. And he even held Xavier Howard's arm down. Come on, man. You got to call that. And then that's a huge play to change the game. On top of that, at the end of the game, when it was third down, Tua throws it to A-Chan. A-Chan goes out of bounds. You see one referee saying, yes, he went out of bounds. And another one comes in and says, no, he didn't. So all the players are stuck there. You just wasted 10 seconds because you think the clock stopped. And it just really sucks that Miami had to suffer a loss like that. But it is what it is. There's going to be games that, you know, you should have won, and unfortunately, you do lose, and that was one of these games that you needed to win, just because of all the implica- uh, you know, implications that you had. So, the way it's looking now is that the Dolphins cannot jump back into the first place in the AFC. The Ravens did take that spot, so the Ravens are now at first, Dolphins are in second, Chiefs ended up suffering a loss this week, so they're going to drop down to third, but man, oh man, it's going to be a race, because Now that you think about it, the Cowboys are going to go to the Bills' house and just try to, you know, they have to beat them. The Bills need to lose to help the Dolphins out. But the way that the Bills have been playing, you're going to see Josh Allen. I mean, he's been playing great. They outplayed the Eagles, and they still lost. And then they outplayed their opponent this week, and, I mean, they beat the Chiefs single-handedly. I mean, they played great. So, you know, now that you're going to see them going into, you know, against the Cowboys, you're hoping that the Cowboys can do us a favor. But I just don't know if, you know, the way the the way that the Bills are playing, you just have to hope that, you know, the Cowboys can somehow shut them out. But now the Bills even have their chance to get the AFC East back. And I know you might call me crazy, but the Dolphins, we have a really tough schedule coming up, right? They got to play the Jets, and that's a must win. If you're thinking about it right now, the Jets are thinking, listen, they just lost the game. We are hungry for more. They're all injured in the O-line. And the Jets just came off a very nice victory against the Houston Texans, which are one of the teams that are in the wild card, are in the hunt. Everybody wants them to win because they're looking really, really good. CJ Stroud is looking like a great prospect. So Dolphins just need to take care of business. They need to beat the Jets. And even if it's one of those sluggish games, the Dolphins need to show us that they can win those because it's going to be tough. It's an AFC East opponent. And I mean, you beat them in New York. They're going to want revenge. And then on top of that, if the Dolphins do lose, the Bills are, you know, they win. The season could go any other way. But then after that, Dolphins end up playing the Cowboys at home. Then they have to go to the Ravens and then they have to play the Bills. So this could literally come down to the last day of the regular season. And you want Miami to at least win two or three of those. I mean, you're playing three at home. You need to win three. 
But if Miami would have won against, beat the Titans, my gosh, they would have had a great space. They would have been fine. They could have probably won one of their last three games. I mean, one of their last four games remaining and they would have been fine. But now that you took this L, man, you're just hoping that Miami could take care of business, take care of your home field advantage and be able to win these games. You want to go into the playoffs as the second or at least first seed because you want to be playing all your games in Miami. But we'll see how it goes. But the Dolphins, I mean... We'll look at the player stats, right? I mean, Will Levis, he had 327 yards, one touchdown and one interception. And I will say, you know what it is for Derrick Henry to run 17 times and only have 34 yards? If you're a Dolphins fan and you heard that instead of the score, if you heard Derrick Henry only ran for 34 yards, he averaged two yards a carry. You're going to be like, wow, the Dolphins won. They really didn't, man. And DeAndre Hopkins, he literally killed us with seven catches for 124. Spears had six catches for 89. And, I mean, if you're looking at the Dolphins, two, uh, 240 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Raheem Moster had himself a game with 96 uh, yards, two touchdowns. Devon Achan, seven carries, 47 yards. And then Jalen Waddle had 79 yards. Tyreek only had four receptions for 61. So the Dolphins need to get healthy. I mean, if you're going to go into the playoffs, you need to get healthy, but you need to be able to still win these games that are close and in the trenches because the Dolphins have yet to show us that they can win one of these. And I'm not talking about the first game of the season. I'm talking about now. So let's just hope that the Dolphins can beat one of these playoff teams coming up. I know the Dolphins could probably beat the Ravens because the Ravens, I mean, they're struggling against the Rams and I know it was their bye week. But man, Miami can make some noise. If the Dolphins are able to beat the Baltimore Ravens, that can be huge implications to the end of the season, right? The, right now, you have Baltimore first. Dolphins are able to win that one. You're going to see the Dolphins be able to just hopefully get that first seed. But the Chiefs have a very simple schedule coming up. So I don't know what's going to happen. The NFL season is wild, but there's four games remaining. And you want Miami to at least take two of these games. But the next game is a must win. Anyway, hopefully you guys did enjoy this episode of Excuse the Miamians. Hopefully next week we get some brand new great news because, man, oh, man, you're going to want a lot of these players on our injury list playing and you're just hoping that they can stay healthy. Anyway, follow the Twitter at Love Miami Sports. The name is Excuse the Miamians. And thank you so much for tuning in. Have a beautiful and blessed Wednesday. Have a good one.